Hello, and welcome to On the Brighter Side, Marriage for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Monica Tanner, and today's episode is a little bit different. I recently had the opportunity to be interviewed by my new friend, Eric McDougall, who hosts the Evolved Marriage podcast with his wife, Kate. He also helps husbands who feel more like roommates than lovers with their wives lead in life and love. And we had a wonderful discussion on how to actually create intimacy in your marriage. So I'm going to cue the music and then share that interview with you. Have you ever wanted to know the secrets to successfully juggling the demands of building a business and marriage and raising a family? If so, then this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm Monica Tanner, a wife, mama to four kids, and a relationship and intimacy expert. My mission is to ensure that passionate entrepreneurs like you never have to choose between your dedication to your family and your passion for your message. Having it all is absolutely possible. Welcome to On the Brighter side marriage for entrepreneurs let's dive in so welcome monica we are super excited to have you on our podcast so so glad you said yes to this i have so many things to pick your brain about my pleasure i'm super excited to be here with you eric so i just talked a little bit about your official bio but what's something that not a lot of people know about you something really interesting about you oh good question Well, I'm a mom. I'm a runner. I have currently in my household four kids, but three of them are teenagers, which is really, really exciting and hectic and fun. And so, you know, I just, I'm just living the dream right now. I kind of love it. Everybody's still at home. I have a graduating senior, which is like really freaking me out. Cause I'm like, it's kind of like the other end of the spectrum, you know, you're like, a new mom, you're like welcoming kids in. It's like changing the the dynamics of your household. And I'm like ready to like send one out and it's just freaking me out the other way. So, you know, that's what we're doing over here. At home, my wife and I were on the opposite end of the spectrum where our kids are still young and yeah. they're finding their autonomy and they're, there's a lot of back yes. talk and which I'm sure doesn't go away when you get teenagers, but I think they're just, you know, no. a little more stable and have a little bit more empowerment. It's actually really fun for me, to be honest. Young motherhood was difficult in a different way. You know, it's it's very um, physically taxing and, you know, you're, you, they depend on you and rely on you. And like these teenagers are so much fun. It's more emotionally taxing, right? Because they've got a lot more things going on, but they're, they're very autonomous. They, they do their own thing. And I've actually really, really enjoyed the older, the more independent and just kind of being more of an advisor and an observer and a, you know, than the caretaker role. So it's, it's all fun. It's all exhausting, but it it does change a lot. Yeah. It's all part of the human experience, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really, really excited to have you on here today, Monica, um, really because the topic, uh, hits close to home, even in, you know, my own marriage, uh, Kate and I, we lead busy quote unquote lives with all the things. And, Uh, While we like to say that we're very good at focusing and prioritizing intimacy, we notice that if we do not prioritize it, if we do not focus it, if we don't have these kind of boundaries in place, we can easily get lost in just the day-to-day and being human doings. And so really, I want to talk to you today about what you think some of the biggest barriers are when it comes to us prioritizing and creating a deeper intimate connection with our spouse, and what do we want to be moving towards and doing instead? So maybe we can start with, you talk to a lot of couples and you help a lot of people, what are some of the big challenges that you see when it comes to us creating intimacy in our marriages? 
Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that stand in couples way. I think when you're talking about the stage that you're at with young kids, you start to get into these routines, right? Where like, there's the certain things that dad kind of takes care of and the certain things that mom takes care of. And definitely a big barrier to intimacy can be those roles, you know, and, and how they interplay and how you work them out and figure them out. So, you know, a lot of resentment can build there if there's not communication on like what's fair for each person to kind of take on, but also in the other direction where you're just kind of doing your thing and your spouse is kind of doing their thing and you don't collaborate very often then if you're not prioritizing that time as a couple. And it starts for sure when the kids are young and it doesn't get any better when they're older because schedules just get busier and there's no reason to, you know, if, if you kind of fall into a rut, you fall into complacency and you haven't made your relationship super, super important, then you're going to start coming against those challenges, those really difficult times. Like, for example, you know, when your parents start to get older and there's like those types of things or the kids start leaving the house, which is emotional, you know, I'm starting to talk about these things. And, you know, you start coming up against those challenges that that were unforeseen and you haven't learned to rely on each other. And when I say rely on each other, I don't mean for each other's happiness. I mean, like, how are we good, intimate partners? How have we created a friendship where we understand that life is messy and imperfect. And that intimate friendship that we've formed is a really stronghold for us, a place of refuge where we can go to kind of get out of the storm, to be with each other, to understand that it's not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. And it's not about that. It's really about what do we share together? That is so special. That's just us. And it's like I said, a refuge from the world, the challenges, the problems within our marriage. What have we created? Right. And so definitely just being aware of the importance of creating that friendship, that solid bond inside and outside of the bedroom. I'd actually love to go deeper into that because you're talking about this refuge, which to me is such a great visual, right? Here mm-hmm. we have these lives where our attention is being taken by so many things. And yes. I think for a lot of us, this was me, you know, a few years ago and, and my wife, certainly we were viewing our sexuality as just another thing that we had to, do, to do, right? This. Yeah. That was yeah. kind of taking away from us and it, it kind of felt like yeah. work. And when you, you frame it as this idea of a refuge, it seems much more connecting. Like this is our thing. This is our space to come together where we can connect and have some pleasure and kind of create a boundary around life. I mean, what's the mindset switch when it comes to going from seeing our intimacy as this thing that creates pressure that we need to do, we need to perform to more of this idea of refuge connection and kind of that idea of removing a lot of these social pressures. Yeah. I think it goes back to the word intimacy is into me see. And I think it's really, really important to develop that type of relationship outside and inside of the bedroom where we can be free, where we feel the freedom to just be seen by our partner. Like our partner just sees us for the good, the bad, the hard, everything in between. So when we're talking about creating intimacy, it's more of this fuller, emotional, intellectual, recreational, spiritual, physical, and sexual intimacy. It's everything encapsulated where you and your partner create this solid friendship where you just allow each other to see into each other, where you give each other the opportunity to 
see each other through each other's eyes, right? Where you're willing to go up against the hard things about yourself and your partner and realize that we're in this together. Like it's really this idea that we're in this together. We're going to figure out this whole sex thing. We're going to figure out this whole parenting thing. We're going to figure out this whole life thing. And we're going to do it together in a way that's honest and honorable to both of us. Because one of the most beautiful things I think about marriage is you really are creating your own world. And it's up to you how much you're going to put into that, how much you're going to allow yourself to be seen and imperfect and excited and just allow your partner in to all of those experiences with you. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And I think a lot of times the dynamic that we see in marriages are this idea of the high desire partner wants intimate connection is always driving towards this. And it's almost like it's something that they can get or receive from their partner. So one person is always trying to receive, trying to take, and the other person is constantly worried about giving, right? Okay, I have to give you this. Instead of the way that you're framing it, which is really about how do we build and work on this together so Mm -hmm. we can be side by side, moving as a team, have this beautiful friendship, moving towards this life we want to create, instead of this idea of how can I get you to give me what I want? And then the other person saying, well, if I give you what you want, then I'm losing part of myself, right? Yeah, that's a really interesting dynamic that you're referring to. It's like, sometimes we give, sometimes we receive, and it's becoming good at both of those things. And, and, and sharing with each other, this is hard for me because, you know, it's understanding what about giving and receiving. It, it's not one person always gives and one person always receives. It's it's this interplay between both and allowing the discomfort of both of those roles and figuring that out together. And so how would you suggest couples, probably individuals in a marriage approach this topic? Because I think a lot of times when we talk about intimacy, a lot of our minds go directly to, okay, like I have to give you sex, you want sex. But I think we're talking about something much deeper and really healthier than that, right? Because having this idea that intimacy is sex can be quite dysfunctional. Definitely. And yeah, I want to get away from that completely because when you're talking about desire, let's, let's, let's take the word desire, right? You're kind of alluding to this idea that there's a higher desire partner and a lower desire partner. And that's true in sex, but it's also true in housework, right? There's always going to be a partner who wants the house cleaner and one who is not so concerned about it. There's going to be one who wants to spend more time with the in-laws and one who wants to spend less, right? Money, same thing. You've always got this interplay of desire desires whenever you're talking about anything. And so, yeah, intimacy revolves in in every aspect of your marriage is how do we learn? And one thing I'll just start with this is I hate the word compromise. I, I feel like when we, when we're in the frame of compromise, it's, I have to give and you have to give and we have to meet in the middle somewhere and neither of us gets exactly what we wanted, right? And when we can change it into a frame of more creation, where we create this better scenario where everybody gets what they want, it's like more of a win-win. And so I have this equation that I like to give for creation and that it, it includes two things. It's curiosity plus vulnerability equals creativity. We're not in this idea of compromise where I give, you give, and then it just doesn't work out in the best way for either of us. It's how can we be curious about each other? How can we learn about each other's desires, be vulnerable with what our desires are, 
and then create a good scenario for both of us, it's not always going to be my way or your way, but it will always be our way. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And Monica, it's it's such a great mindset shift because I do agree with this idea of, okay, I have to give some myself, you have to give some of yourself when you compromise, because I think there's a lot of loss aversion in that, right? We think about like, okay, well, yes. I don't want to lose. So you, yes. you naturally fall into this kind of scoreboard mentality, right? Of yes. like, okay, well, what are you putting up? Are we putting up the equal thing? Yes. Is it equal? As opposed yeah. to, I love what you're saying, which is moving towards creation. How do we work together to create something totally different? I'm always brought back to that analogy of the two workhorses. It's like one workhorse can can pull 5,000 yeah. pounds, but two workhorses can pull 15,000 pounds combined, right? Uh-huh. And yeah. it's, such, it's such a beautiful way to think about it when it comes to our marriage is, hey, what if working together, we can create something beyond what we can imagine individually, which is amazing. Yeah. And it's not even what if it is, we can, so let's get there. So let me ask you this. I mean, I don't want to take up too much of your time today, but if we were to start thinking about in terms of action, right? A couple is Mm -hmm. listening to this, maybe one, one partner's listening to this and they're like, okay, this is great. This is a lot of talk. I get it. Right. I know what I need Mm -hmm. to do, but in terms of the how, which we talk a lot about Kate and I in our podcast, how can I go about approaching my partner to enter into this conversation about creation. Yeah, that's so good because we definitely, okay, one mindset shift I'm going to give you before you go into this conversation is understanding that you can't ever change your partner. Like a lot of us go into either coaching or counseling or, or any scenario with like, okay, the problem here is that, you know, my husband won't do the dishes or my, you know, or he's very stubborn about this or, or whatever. My wife won't, won't give, have sex with me enough. Right. And so we go into whatever problem solving scenario with this idea that, okay, if I can just express my needs better, or if I can just do this, then they'll change what they have to change. Right. And so immediately right off the bat, we're going to change that mind that, that frame of reference to how can I show up differently to the marriage? How can I confront what I'm doing my part, what I want or need in an honest way and bring that to the marriage And because if we understand that a marriage is a dynamic, so if I show up differently, if I change something that I'm doing, the marriage naturally changes. So it's not like we have to change what you're doing or something like that. It's how can I make good choices? How can I honestly deal with me and what I am, am, who I am, what I'm doing, show up to the marriage in a different way to change this dynamic. So that puts the whole otis of control on you, never on your partner. I always say that your partner's only job is to be a hundred percent themselves. Like you just completely give that up. My job, my only job is to focus on what the things that I can control, what I think, what I feel, what the way I behave, all of those things. So that's number one. It's just an awareness of the locus of control is within me. And then start confronting those ideas. Like when you come to the conversation, it's not, I need you to do this so I can be happy. Again, starting with the curiosity. So let's take, I feel like I need more help around the house, right? And maybe my husband just, he comes home and he he sits on the couch and I feel like he's not helping. Step one, let's get really curious. First of all, why does this bother me so much? I'm going to get really curious. Like, why does it bother me that my husband comes home from work, sits on the couch, doesn't help? 
I start to get those types of juices flowing, right? Like, why does this bother me? What is, what's going on for me? So that's the curiosity piece. Then when I'm ready to start the conversation, start out of curiosity, talk to me about after work and you come home and you see me and I'm doing kids, I'm doing dishes, I'm doing, you know, like what's going on for you there, right? Get really vulnerable. So curiosity first, then vulnerability. Like after you've kind of looked at that and you've figured out like, oh, it's hard for me because I feel like you get off work, you come home, you, you're, you're resting and I'm still working. I'm, you know, I've got all of these things and tell me about your needs in this situation and like, you know, what comes up for you and vulnerably like this is what's coming up for me right and then you move into trying to create something that works best for you so curiosity plus vulnerability equals creation but always start with yourself get curious with yourself first be vulnerable and what is it about this situation that is trying for you difficult for you and then bring it to your spouse not I need you to change this it's curious, like, this is how I'm experiencing this. I wonder how you're experiencing this and how can we make this a better experience for everybody? Yeah. And I love some of the things you elaborated on that. I was literally taking down notes and, you know, this whole idea of if I do X, then they will do X, right. can be a trap that we fall into or even reversed sometimes where it's like, until they do whatever, I will not. And that really gets us at a a standstill because what you're talking about is, you know, and I love the line, like it takes one person to change, but two people to stay the same. Exactly. Yes. That's such an important one. Yes. Yeah. Because we forget about that and we spend all our energy, like you mentioned earlier, right? How do I get my partner to do this? And all your energy is going towards trying to change your partner when really it probably takes a lot less energy a little more awareness, but a lot less energy to say, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to start acting differently. I'm going to start doing something a bit different and seeing how my partner and giving my partner space to react to me Mm -hmm. acting differently. And that's kind of how the growth happens. And I'm reminded of, you know, the difference between, because you talked a lot about it in terms of the vulnerability, because there's a huge difference between other validated intimacy and self-validated intimacy, right? And this is something Kate talks a lot about. She says, and she talks to a lot of women. She says, I show up as a good wife, not for Eric, not as an agreement that then he will show up as a good husband. I show up as a good wife so I can look myself in the mirror and say, Kate, you're a good wife. Like you're a kicking butt, right? And if Eric today doesn't want to receive that, if Eric feels challenged by that, if Eric feels threatened by that, that's okay. That's up to Eric. still feel good about that you're showing up as a good wife for you. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And I think that falls so well into this idea of curiosity and then vulnerability because in order to be able to do that, you have to be doing self-validated intimacy. You have to be able to say, I'm doing this for me. I'm mm-hmm. unwilling to kind of continue to play this dynamic. I need to do something different. So I'm going to start taking action on that. And that's really the catalyst for creativity, which is so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You totally got it. <laughs> first try, first try too, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> heck yeah, dude. That, yeah, that's totally it. It's really, it's looking at yourself with curiosity. Like what about, what about this? is difficult. What about this experience is difficult. And then finding out what your partner is experiencing in that same scenario. And then how can we experience this in a way that works best for both of us? Yeah. And I think, you know, as we're talking about it, it's so, it can be so hard to do, right? Because I think it's much easier to point blame, to play this, find the bad guy to say, you know, cause we're so problem focused as human beings. What's the problem? How do we fix it? And then this pain will go away. And it's hard to look inwards and say, hey, what's going on for me here? Why don't I like this? Why is this a problem for me? 
instead yes. of just going into attack mode. And I think that takes a lot of restraint and a lot, lots of awareness around mm-hmm. going inwards and understanding what are my needs? What do I actually want here in this moment? Yeah, exactly. And why do I want it? Why is this important, right? That's easier, like what you're talking about with Kate, when you can look at your at yourself in the mirror and go, what do I want and why do I want it? And how is this going to help me feel better about not my husband, you know, my spouse needs to change something. It's how can this feel better for me? So I'm operating in integrity in this situation. And I think that falls more into what we talked about earlier, which is that freedom. Mm -hmm. Then I get to play in my own sandbox. And it's always about an invitation to my partner to say, Hey, do you want to come do this with me? Instead of you need to do this in order for us to move forward. One, exactly. one is much more welcoming. And it's more powerful. Like the power lies within me to, to create the experience in my life that I want. Like I don't have to depend on them to, to do anything for me to be happy. It lies squarely within me. So again, it is very simple, but it's not easy. It isn't easy to look at ourselves and create what we need and what we want. It's much more empowering when we realize that that all lies within us. And then I think from that place of empowerment, we're much more susceptible to take action on this kind of stuff. And so instead yeah. of moving away from, hey, we got to fix this, this is the problem to solve, we're moving more towards, like you talked about, creation of like, hey, this is what I'm going to move towards and let's see where it ends up. And I think a beautiful way to wrap this up, which I love what you said is, Sometimes it's messy. It's not always perfect. It's not always should be aligned this way. You know, you you have four kids. You mentioned you have teenagers. I mean, sometimes it can be very chaotic. And to find a little bit of solitude and space within that chaos is really beautiful. It is true. And one thing that teenagers will always do, I mean, all kids will do is they will challenge your sense of okayness, right? They always will. And so it is really empowering to be able to look at yourself and be like, I'm not doing this so that you will be happy. I'm doing this because I want to be a good mother. And so whether you agree with it or whether you think it's good or not, I'll take all of that information in, but I'm doing the best I can as as a mom and as a wife and as a human in all of those scenarios. So yeah, kids will challenge your sense of, of self, just like your spouse will. So the most important thing is that we can look at ourselves in the mirror and we can say, I'm doing a good job. I'm doing the best that I can. And then allow for everyone else to do the same. I know we could talk about this for hours, but uh, I don't want to take up too much more time. I mean, where can people find you? I want to send people your way. You do such amazing things. Kate and I have been part of some of your programs. And so I really want to let everybody know where they can find you. So where can they go? Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, You can find everything on my website at www.onthebrightersideofmarriage.com. We've got the Seduce Your Spouse challenges coming up, but you can find all the links to everything on my website. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure, Monica. And I'm sure we'll connect again soon. So I loved recording this episode all about how you can use curiosity and vulnerability to create so much intimacy in your marriage as I was preparing for the Seduce Your Spouse Challenge, which officially starts today. There's still time to join us. You can jump over to www.onthebrightersideofmarriage.com backslash SYS challenge, all about how to reignite the passion 
attraction, redefine sexy, and deepen your intimacy without spending endless hours talking or thousands of hours on therapy. Like I said, you can find Eric and his wife, Kate, over at the Evolved Marriage Podcast, which I will link for you in the show notes. But be sure to join us next week for my interview with Greg and Rachel Denning of the Extraordinary Life Podcast. And until then, happy marriaging. If you had as much fun as we did just now, please be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, which helps others to find the show. You can also share your favorite episodes on social media. And if you want more, head over to onthebrightersideofmarriage.com and download a copy of my five things I do every day to keep my marriage sizzling hot. And until next time, have courage, be kind, and stay on the brighter side.